Hello and welcome to the Second Tier Betting, your specialist podcast for punting on the championship. You've got yourself a championship expert in me, Ryan Dilks, and your pro tipster. It's only Jimmy the Punt. Jimmy, how's it going, mate? Oh, good, thank you. How are you? Ah, oh, amazing. Simply amazing. Now, you may be thinking to yourself, listener, but there's no championship games this weekend. What on earth are you giving us tips on? Well, because it's an international break, we thought we'd have a look at the prices for players to be included in the England squad next year. Yes, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to be giving you our best tips for the 23-man England squad at Qatar 2022. Now, I don't know about you, Jimmy, but uh, some of the prices that were available here... A bit of them, some of them are simply scandalous. I'll say this. You've got 25 players involved who are odds on, even though it's a 23-man England squad. <laughs> so how does that make sense, first of all? But you've really got to go a bit further down, haven't you, to try and find an extra bit of value for your money, haven't you? Yeah, well, there's obviously two ways of looking at it, really. Statistically speaking, it's it's not there's no way there's no way a punter can win with the with more players odds on, but it does give us more scope in the in the uh, bottom end of the uh, of the slip, doesn't it? Like you just said, there's be some tasty prices, some some overpriced players. If there's some underpriced players, so if you can find an excuse to back him or a good enough reason, then yeah, there's money to be made, isn't there? I'll say this now. Now is the best time to bet on this kind of thing because this is the only time you're going to get value. As the season goes on, that's when the, the odds will only become shorter and the bookies will have a greater idea of who's actually going to be included. They've got some sort of an idea now, considering they've got 25 players who are odds <laughs> on, but that's never how it works. So now is definitely the time. I've actually got quite a good record. I don't want to boast too much, Jimmy, but I've got quite a good record at a picking players to be included in the England squad. I had Mason Mount at eight to one to be included in the last one that I had him right at the start of his time playing regularly at Chelsea. Um, it was the other one I had. I had, I had Calvin Phillips at four to one when he was still playing in the championship. I managed to jump on that when the Euros got moved by another year. Cause I instantly nah. thought, Right, which championship players are going to be playing regularly in the Premier League next season? Calvin Phillips. There you go, four to one on that. And then I also had Ollie Watkins, hundred to one, to be included in the Euro squad. Obviously, just missed out, which was heartbreaking for me. But uh, I had a five pound free bet on that, and very nearly was the greatest bet I've ever pulled off in my life. So yeah. I'm just saying. Got a bit of form for it. I'm not just a championship <laughs> expert. Um, right. Well, in that case, let's uh, crack on straight away with our best bets for the England squad next year. JTP, what is your best bet, your nap for the England squad next year? My nap is Aaron Ramsdale to make the England squad at 2.38. Go on then. Tell me why. Well, he's certainly a Gareth Southgate-esque player. Uh, great shot, great shot stopper, commanding and confident. Uh, and perhaps most importantly, he's great with his feet. Obviously, I've seen a lot of him at Bramall Lane. Um, but he, as we record, he made his debut uh, last night for Arsenal against West Brom. Uh, and I remember an instance where it was slow possession and he had the ball of his feet. He just looked up, punched it into midfield, uh, a dissecting pass that broke. 
a line and then Arsenal were allowed to turn quickly and get on the counter. I'm not sure if it led to a shot. I don't think it led to a goal, but in a, it was just a, a nice little um, snapshot of just what what he brings in all in all senses of his game. Uh, by Huckleback, he was third choice keeper at the Euros in the last, uh, obviously last summer. Um, by def- well, not by default, but he was fourth choice originally, and then uh, injury to Dean Henderson allowed him to uh, yeah. allowed him to board the uh, plane. Uh, <laughs> but it's worth noting he'll have that experience to draw on, um, uh, and uh, on experience he's made. 126 of them, despite only being 23, 75, so way over half in the top flight. And it doesn't hurt that he's just signed for a big six club. Um, uh, he's, he's also won player of the season at Bournemouth and Sheffield United. Um, not, not too great that both sides got relegated, but again, I think it speaks to just the, the pedigree of the player. Uh, and he was also he also played a crucial role in uh, when he was on loan at AFC Wimbledon as they they uh, as they completed the great escape. So I think uh, odds against almost two point five. Um, given his credentials, um, he's just signed for a big club, and just how good he is with his feet. I think I think he stinks of a Southgate player, and uh, I think this is a this is a good price. Yeah, makes complete and utter sense. I think that is the key thing that you said there about him playing for a big side. England managers always have bias towards these players who play for, I'm going to use air quotes here, a top six club. I say that because Arsenal are not a top six club anymore, (laughs) but they're still considered one of the big boys. And those kind of players who play regularly for a top six club are always going to be, you know, given a, they're going to be looked at in a better light than a lot of the other uh, players playing for other clubs. So, yeah, Aaron Ramsdale makes complete sense, especially if he's playing regularly for Arsenal this season. Speaking of uh, players playing regularly for top six clubs, my nap is Harvey Elliott at five to one with Sky Bet. Now, I actually lumped on this a few weeks ago when he was 13 to two because that price nearly made my eyes fall out. Um, and the simple reason is because it looks like he's going to be playing relatively regularly for Liverpool this season. He came off the bench on the first day of the season and then started in the week afterwards. I'm not saying he's going to be starting regularly for Liverpool. It, that might very well be the case. Only time will tell. But having someone as young as him, he's only 18 years old, doesn't turn 19 until April next year. Gareth Southgate, as we all know, he loves a young player. And I think Harvey Elliott is next in line for uh, Gareth Southgate's one of his favourite new boys because he is a simply talented player. I saw him a lot at Blackburn last season and his talent just reeked out of it. Ewood Park. He is absolutely class. And Jurgen Klopp has even admitted he is a big fan of Harvey Elliott. So it looks like he's going to be involved a bit more this season. And anyone who's playing reg- regularly for one of those top four teams is always going to be in with a shout of the England squad, especially when he's only 18, 19. And I think our Southgate would be looking at him thinking, well, he might not be starting in the England squad. Um, depends how his season goes, because you never know with Harvey Elliott. Um, but he'll at least 
be considered as a squad player. So at that price, I, I think it's a scandalous price that is more than worth getting on. Um, and even if he doesn't, you know, play much at the Euros, he might be considered as a good experience for him. So yeah, five to one, big price for me. What do you think, Jimmy? Yeah, uh, I'm smiling and nodding along because I've got it as my um, long shot. Uh, I've got a confession to make. It, it, I thought it was ten to one, um, but five to one is still certainly, certainly a sumptuous price. Just to just to add to what you said, he, he ticks all the Southgate's boxes. He's young, versatile, and he's technically gifted. Uh, obviously, mm. last season he contributed to eighteen goals in the championship. Bear in mind, he was seventeen when he went on loan at Blackburn. Um, and Klopp made it clear that it was part of his plans this season. And so far, he's made a cameo on opening day and lasted the 90 against Burnley. Um, so I sense that over the course of the season, like you say, he could force his way into that starting exercise, uh, starting 11 at Anfield and um, and put himself in contention with the free lines. And the price is just too, too big, given I'm sure we've both seen a lot of him last season. Like He's, he's annoyingly good, isn't he? Yeah, it surprises me that he wasn't talked about more really considering we had a lad who was 17 for the vast majority of the season tearing apart the championship it doesn't make any sense to me really and he will be talked about this season I can almost guarantee it the more he plays for this Liverpool team as well um so we know what your long shot is before we get to uh my long shot we've got to do our next best bets Jimmy my boy what have you got for your next best bet it's uh now it's Harvey Barnes. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> I love that video so much. Yeah, Harvey Barnes. This is one I, I had in my mind um, anyway, and I just hoping the price suited. I I had a feeling it'd be it'd be much 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 closer to evens. Um, uh, over the last two seasons, he's averaged zero point six goals and assists per ninety. And I mean, uh, if you look at the um, the uh, players in similar positions that Southgate took to the Euros 2020, the likes of Foden, Grealish, Sterling, Mount and Saka, uh, that total average is better than Mount uh, than what Mount and Saka managed last season. It's identical to what Sterling managed. Only Grealish and Foden uh, averaged slightly more goals and assists per 90. It's worth noting that he was blighted with injuries over the past two seasons. However, if you look at this player in his current position, uh, from a more personal view, um, he's playing for his boyhood club in an area he grew up in. So psychologically, uh, he'll be settled, which I think will be pivotal for him if he's going to catapult his performances onto the next level and um, gain more attention on the uh, international stage. It's also worth noting he's just signed a new long-term contract. This will also give him confidence. It shows the manager has faith in him. Uh, Brendan Rodgers, that is. And it'll, it'll give him stability, which once again can just leave him to do what he does best. And that's that's being an absolute baller. As far as England experience, he did make a cameo in a friendly versus Wales last season. Uh, but like I say, injury uh, towards the business end just took him out of contention. So um, going ahead to the new season, he looks fit, he looks strong. Um, new contract, I think three to one with Skybet is a, is a tasty price. Yeah, I was looking at Harvey Barnes as a or Harvey Barnes as um, <laughs> one as someone I was keeping an eye on, uh, and I very nearly picked him myself, um, just because I think he will be someone who will be in contention for the England squad this season. He's now 
a key player at Leicester, isn't he? You could mm. argue maybe even the key player at Leicester. Um, and he's looking like he's getting better and better. He's already on Gareth Southgate's radar. And uh, yeah, that price does look good. My only concern was that there's a lot of competition on the wings at the moment, isn't there, with Foden, Sterling, Rashford. So that would be the only thing putting me off. But I, I think he'll definitely be someone who's talked about in the conversation for the squad next year, definitely. My next best bet is someone I've been talking about for a long old time. I've gone with Ivan Tony at 6-1. to one. And the reason for that is I, I'm looking at... England striker options, of course, you've got Kane, then you've got Calvert-Lewin as, at the moment, the second-choice striker. There's that third striker slot, which needs filling up. And at the moment, I think Ivan Tony is the most likely to get it. It does depend massively on how he takes to the Premier League this season. I... I think I said at the start of the season, I don't think I said it on record, but I'm going to say it now. I reckon he can get 15 goals this season. And that's usually good enough for an England striker to get into uh, the England squad. Sorry, Patrick Bamford. Um, but uh, it, once you get double figures, then you're at least in the conversation. And Ivan Tony, he's someone who Gareth Southgate has spoken about in the past. He's really kind of, uh, Gareth Southgate's ideal striker in the way that he contributes not just to goals but the actual play as well so I think he'll definitely be someone who um, if he does continue his goal scoring ways that we've seen in League One and in the Championship in the Premier League which is very much capable of doing then uh, he'll definitely be in the conversation as well it's all about that third choice striker slot which I'm looking at at the moment maybe even second choice striker which he uh, could potentially remove Calvert-Lewin from. But it, if he continues scoring, then who knows? Six to one looks a good price to me. That's all I'm going to say. Your long shot, Jimmy. We already know what it is. It's Harvey Elliott, which was uh, also my nap. Uh, so we won't uh, go back to you for your long shot. My long shot's a big old price. Here's a big old price. 20 to one. I'm going small stakes because I've... I'll go through my reasoning in a sec. I've gone for Freddie Woodman, the Newcastle goalkeeper. The reason I've gone for him is I'm not expecting him to, you know, dislodge Jordan Pickford as England's number one. I'm not even expecting him to be, you know, second choice goalkeeper. My thinking is that third choice goalkeeper slot is up for grabs and Freddie Woodman could be the man to take it. Now, he's been playing regularly for Newcastle so far this season. I'm not sure if it's going to continue because Newcastle have got goalkeepers out injured at the moment. But if he makes the most of his opportunity, Steve Bruce might look at him and go, yeah, why not? And when you've got a goalkeeper, an English goalkeeper, a young English goalkeeper at that, playing regularly for a Premier League side, 20 to 1 is a big old price. And I think Gareth Southgate will be looking at that thinking, right, so third choice goalkeeper, not going to play, or more than likely not going to play. But if that is the case, then we'll want to bring in someone who will make the most of the experience of being at a major tournament. And Freddie Woodman fits that mould perfectly as a young goalkeeper who could be involved in future tournaments, potentially. So 20 to 1, I'm looking at that thinking, Gower Southgate, make my day. 
because <laughs> uh, I think that's a big old price for a goalkeeper, particularly to be included in the England squad. Because as we say, third choice goalkeeper, you, you're not going to play really, are you? So Gareth Southgate, make it happen, please. We saw uh, last summer how much Southgate valued um, uh, the uh, squad, uh, the mentality of the squad, particularly those who were nowhere near the starting eleven. He uh, he spoke about Ramsdale's enthusiasm and quality in training, driving forward the likes of Pickford. Uh, and looking at Woodman, he he um, he has been out on loan a lot. He's, he's used to not being the number one at his club, and he's worth uh, obviously it's worth noting that I. I think he kept 16 clean sheets at Swansea last season. Yeah. Uh, I, he definitely kept the most in the championship. I think it's 16. And um, Southgate likes to look at longevity. And if he does get the nod in the Premier League, he's proven he can do it in the EFL. So I, I think 20 to 1, if he can keep that number one spot alone, he's only going to decrease price wise. Simply put, 20 to 1 for a young English goalkeeper playing regularly in the Premier League. Is a big price. So one to keep an eye on. As I say, I'm not 100% sure he's going to be Newcastle's number one throughout the season, but considering he's played so far, definitely one to keep an eye on. Right, that has been the second tier betting podcast. These have been our picks for the England squad next year in Qatar. As always, please gamble responsibly. And when the fun stops, stop. We'll be back again next Thursday for another round of tips. Normal service resumes Back to normal next week with our best bets for the next round of championship games. Jimmy Napunt, thank you for your time today. My pleasure. I've been Ryan Dilks. And to you, listener, thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.